What's up, guys? Brand new intro. That is actually a banger, Brandon. I really love that new intro. Uh, you guys are live in the home field studio. Thank you for joining us tonight. Got a loaded episode. We've got one of the biggest weeks I can remember in college football. Uh, guys, great to be with you tonight. Brandon, Caleb, um, just right off the bat, Caleb, thoughts on the slate of games we've got this week, man? Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be a fun college football weekend. You know, you've got a lot of top-ranked matchups that are going to be pretty interesting to watch and see who comes out on top. I think it can, you know, really shake out some, you know, if you want to quote it this way, contenders and pretenders. I mean, it, it really will kind of sort that top half from the bottom half, and I think it's going to be a good week of college football. Uh, Brandon, same thing, man. How are you feeling? This is a yeah. massive week. Absolutely, it's exciting. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of excitement in the air. Even not being around necessarily a big, um, a big college, you know, in in the area. Like I'm kind of stuck in the middle. There's a lot of excitement around Mizzou playing at the Dome this weekend, St. Louis against Memphis. Um, yeah. It should be a great game. Looking forward to it. Uh, no, man, I'm right there with you, um, dude. One more time. That that intro has got me freaking amped up right now. I <laughs> I love that that beat that was playing. Boom. Um, awesome. Awesome guys. Um, let's get right into it. Um, like we said, massive week, but let's look back a little bit through the first three weeks. What is one thing you guys have learned? Um, overall, what have you learned about college football this year? Uh, Brandon, I will start with you. What is one thing that you've, uh, learned through three weeks of football? Um, that the, the PAC 12 is an absolute monster of a conference right now. Um, it's a shame that it's that it's falling apart um, in, in the way it is with the way the year has been for for the Pac-12. Um, it, it really it really is a bummer, you know. Yeah. And you got to look at some of the some of like the the TV deals and stuff. If you're ESPN or ABC, whoever like that, um, mm -hmm. you kind of got to be kicking yourself in the in the leg a little bit by not offering a little bit more for the, for this conference because it's not just going to be this year. It's going to be you know two or three four years to come that this conference is going to be one of the best in college football. Yeah, no, that's totally great point. Uh, it really, yeah, it's unfortunate. Caleb, what do you got, man? Three weeks of football so far. Uh, we've seen some highs from some, some highs and some really good games. We've seen some lows, some upsets that we didn't expect. What, what have you taken away from the first three weeks? Yeah, I think kind of piggybacking off Brandon, you, you know, you see a lot of these teams that have been dominant in the past struggle a little bit this year, you know, Georgia hasn't, you know, they're undefeated, but they still haven't looked great. Bama's lost a game already. You know, there's a lot of things that are out of the norm, I guess. And I think that's all due to a lot of this transfer portal stuff. You're really starting to see it take effect in, you know, some of these other schools having success compared to these schools in the past that used to dominate recruiting and just mm -hmm. get all the top guys. And, you know, that was your top schools. You know, you look at Clemson, they've went downhill a little bit. You know, they lost their opening game and, you know, they don't look that great this year either. So I think some of those teams that have been in the top year in and year out are struggling this season. I think that's the the, the NIL deals and portal transfer portal are leveling things out a little bit. Um, question to both of you guys before we move on. Um, what is your stance on the transfer portal now? Because in my opinion, I think – I don't love the guys that move four times, but I like the guys who leave a big school and maybe go to a, a smaller school, quote unquote, a smaller school, 
and then they pop up and they're playing really good football and making these other schools more competitive. I think the transfer portals definitely made the game better overall. Um, how do you guys feel about the transfer portal, Brandon? Uh, kick us off with that. Yes, yeah, so overall, I think I think the transfer portal, the the way it all works out with the NIL and whatnot, um, I I think it's evening out the playing field um, mm-hmm. because there's no you know kids. I wouldn't say most most high school kids, but if they have the opportunity to stay closer to home, um, I think that plays a big part in it now with the NIL deal is that they can get that kind of money by playing with and playing for a school that they, that they grew up watching that they cheered for, um, that they went to games, you know, games at, you know, throughout their lives. So I I think that's a big part of, of, of it for me. I think it's going to even out the playing field. It's going to, it's going to open things up when it, when it comes to, um, kids not wanting to transfer to NIL deals. Like they don't want to lose that money. Now they don't want to lose the, 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 the income and the profit they have coming in. Um, Caleb, Transfer portal, positive, negative. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it can be looked at both ways, but I'm kind of on the stance you are. I think it's fantastic for the guys that, you know, maybe transfer once or twice for a better situation for them. But those guys that just, you know, school hop three, four times, I think you're starting to see that kind of be controlled a little bit with some of these waivers not getting granted for different guys, even in college basketball too, same situation. You guys are jumping from school to school to school. Well, they're starting to kind of regulate that with some of these waivers that are being denied. And so for those guys that are doing it for the right reasons, whether it be to you, Brandon, they wanting to play closer to home or they find a situation that's just better for them, you know, maybe where they went wasn't the, you know, they thought it was a good fit, but then they get there, get into the program and figure out, well, this is not the place I really want to be. I think it's guys. Um, Yeah, no, I I think you guys both hit it on the head there. Um, You know, the mixture of NIL and the transfer portal are definitely changing things. Um, Allison. Yeah. uh, The, the limit I think is coming a little more, um, it looks it looks like, you know, with the situation with the, N- the UNC receiver and some of these other guys getting declined, I think the limit is being set as we go. It would be, have been nice to, you know, know the limit when we first started. But, you know, we're slowly getting these things hammered out where um, we're, you know, these are the parameters. We follow these going forward. Right. But, you know, I like the transfer portal. I, I think it's made the game better. Um, but yeah, Brandon, what do you got on that? Um, and I know just talking more, like it's probably more on the NIL side of things is that, um, I, I did see something this week. I think it was the Ohio state AD was talking about how recruits are like asking for like $5,000 just to come for a visit. I think that's ridiculous. It's, it's pretty insane to be honest. That's like, that, um, don't do that kind of stuff right away. It, 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 to me, it makes a bad impression that yeah, that's it's the not- first thing that comes to mind. And I think that's like, I think that probably starts based on the school. Like a school mm-hmm. probably gave that kid 5,000 to come. And then he expects that at the next school. And that's how that starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, you get 5,000. This is just the generalization. You get 5,000 from Texas A&M. You go to Clemson. You're like, oh, why am I not getting 5K to show mm-hmm. up here? Like it's right. just a generalization. It's not meant to call anybody out. I don't know who's doing it, but I think that's more likely is they got that money up front somewhere else. And then that's becomes the expectation by the kid right. going forward. But that is absurd. You're, you're getting, it's a free visit. You're not even like, mm-hmm. it's not, 
you're not paying for anything. You're if anything, you're getting treated better than what then somebody you, normal would get treated there. Like yeah. because they want you. Um, that's a yeah, that's a great point. Uh, kind of upsetting. Um, next question for you guys. Let's move on. Um, a lot of good conversation there. Um, who is the best conference in college football right now, Caleb? Who we got, man? Best conference in college football right now. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to say the SEC, they're struggling right now. And to you know, Brandon hit it on the head at the beginning of the episode. I think you got to say the Pac-12 right now. You know, yeah. they they have been really strong these first three weeks of the season. And I mean, it's hard to argue with a record where they barely lost maybe handful or less games. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to argue at this point in the season. Um, Brandon, same question to you. Yeah, and, and it's it's hard to look to look to not look at the Pac-12 and and go that's the dominant conference right now. Um, <clears throat> the the only difference when it, when you talk about the SEC is that they the SEC teams usually play um, a little bit tougher competition yeah. to start the season. Usually, sometimes. usually, usually, not all the time. But you look at Texas, Alabama, Florida, Tennessee. You know, within the first three weeks of the season. Um, I, I think it'll eventually even itself out as much as as much as I like the Pac-12 and how great of a conference it is right now. I'm sure it's going to even itself out when it comes to um, kind of more of the conference play. I think it, that's where the Pac-12 is going to be figured out. Like it's there, there's a big divide on the really, really, really good teams, the mm-hmm. good teams and the not so good teams in the Pac-12. Right. Where the SEC but- is kind of like this. More I, th- even. I still think that's pretty close in the SEC, though. I mean, they have some bad football teams at the bottom, they do. and they've always been bad at the bottom. Yeah. So I don't. I'm. I. I think there's still a conversation to be said. Like if, if you want to go conference top to bottom, I do think the SEC probably has a slight edge. But at the mm-hmm. very top, I think the pack the pack twelve is deeper at the top. Yeah. But I also think that if you're looking at it that way, you've got to bring the Big Ten into the conversation when they have yeah. three teams in the top ten. About if we're just talking about our best three teams, I think our best three teams if we go, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State versus USC, Washington, Oregon versus Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, like it's still close. I would probably lean at this moment, Pac-12 or Big Ten, but I think there's some really good football, and the depth of quarterback right now in the Pac-12 is absolutely insane. Yeah. There's potentially six probably guys who may be drafted into the NFL out of the Pac-12 right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the top passers in foot in the country are all, you know, Pac-12 guys. They've got one, two, three. And if you take into consideration that Caleb Williams doesn't have to play, you know, half the fourth quarter, they could have potentially ten, four guys in the top ten in passing right now. Right. So it's pretty insane the way they're they're playing court the position. Yeah. Um that's fair. So, that's fair. So are you going Pac-12, Brandon, or are you you sticking with the SEC? No, I, I... I think I'll stick with the Pac-12 saying that, you know, I've said it since the big, since we started things that the Pac-12 is going to be and is one of the best, the best conference in college football right now. Um, Caleb, what do you think the SEC can do? Is there something they can do going forward to get back and outright claim that spot besides Georgia repeating as champ? I mean, 
I don't think anybody doubts, you know, the tip top of the SEC, but is there anything else that they can do to change your mind? Um, I think it just is a matter of like we've said, things are going to even themselves. I think as we go through the season, I think really it's those teams have really got to click and, yeah. you know, really find their stride because that's what you're seeing at the beginning of the season so far. You know, several question marks hit, you know, you take Georgia. They Yes, they're undefeated. They got question marks at quarterback. They haven't looked the greatest. Tennessee, they went down to Florida, struggled at the quarterback position, and lost that game. Alabama clearly doesn't have a quarterback on that roster that can have success. So I, I think it's, you know, you're starting to see, you know, as we mentioned it, the transfer portal and those type of things pull more talent away from, you know, your Georgias, your Alabamas. And so those teams aren't stacked with roster, you know, three, four spots deep. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. The The talent is much more dispersed now. Um, quick question for you. Um, I know you got a little bit of bias here, but do you think Jackson Dart's playing the best quarterback in the SEC right now? Best, He's playing the, the highest level of quarterback in the SEC right now? If I had to say right now, yes. You know, if you look up and down at the quarterbacks in the SEC right now, he's clearly at the top of the conference because, I mean, you've got, like we said, Alabama doesn't really have their guy yet. Carson Beck at Georgia looks okay. He still doesn't yeah. look, look like he has a handle on the offense. Um, you know, you've got KJ who's struggling right now just because we're having offensive line issues. You've got, you know, Tennessee, they're struggling at quarterback. You know, I think so right now when you look at it, going into week four, I would put Jackson Dart at the top of the SEC right now. Brandon, same question to you. Uh, is Jackson Dart number one for you in the SEC right now? Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't see how he's. I mean, that's the that's if I'm that's a guy from Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of quarterbacks. It's hard to keep up with everybody. Sometimes. No, I I, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I mean, he showed it the first week of the season to me that you know that he's he's if not the the, the best quarterback in the SEC. I mean, 97 percent completion rating in week one. How how often are you going to see that in the first game of the season? Right. It doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah, nope. With you on that. Um, got a comment in here uh, from Dylan on Facebook. So what happens when the Pac-12 teams leave the Pac-12? Well, Dylan, there are they are already leaving. There's going to be – there's two teams left in the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I – you know, we understand that they are leaving. Uh, the Pac-12 is going to try to probably get – join with the mountain West, I would assume is their best option. But I also think what Oregon state and Washington state have done is make themselves very, very valuable by playing good football this season. Mm -hmm. um, now that's obviously not a long-term thing, but if you look at those teams right now, you could see where there's foundation for them being good football teams going forward. I think they've done that a, a good job in that. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Brandon? Yeah, I think I think I mean if you look at the Pac-12 overall, um, it, it's it's pretty loaded right now, um, yeah. from from almost top to top to bottom. Um, but yeah, you, Washington State and Oregon State have put themselves in a position um, to be like, hey, we're good, we're good, come and get yeah. us, kind of deal. Uh, um, I did see the thing about the the pack, the, at least those two teams, and like the the thing that's come out about the, like the regulation and. Uh, it's almost like what uh what 
kind of like how European soccer works sometimes. Um, oh, if you play really good, you get put into this bracket. If you're bad, you get put down against some like lesser competition. And it's just like a back mm-hmm. and forth thing. Um, how that how that how that would work out? I I don't know. I haven't read too much into it, but that'd be rough. That'd be rough, man, to, yeah. to go from Division One to Division Two just because you had a bad it'd be, year. It'd be cool though. You get to see a different, you know, new teams every year that that are, you know, hey, you you, you beat these guys who are in, you know, the top side of things, and you're in you're in three, so you're going to jump up to to two. Why they fall into two? It, it could be it could be fun. Yeah, no, I'm I. It would be interesting. It just would be very. There's so many teams. It would be hard to keep. Yeah track um caleb um thoughts on washington state and uh, oregon state you know making themselves appear more valuable by playing good football i mean i i think that's they've made themselves look like teams you might want to go get and bring into your conference at this point what are your thoughts on that yeah for sure it, it's like everybody else jump ship and they're like well we're gonna essentially stay put you know play pac 12 brand football and you know you know, look at them, you know, both sitting up there in the top of the rankings right now, you know, like you said, they're sitting there looking very valuable right now for, you know, if they do like manage some type of merge with a mountain West or something like that, you know, you start looking at them, like they didn't jump ship. They, they, they are the guys that essentially started rebuilding the pac 12. So I, you know, I'm really impressed with what they've done so far this season. Yep. No, let's um, I look forward to seeing it because, I mean, is it great? No. But, you know, think about Boise State, Washington State, Oregon State, San Diego State. You get some of those good Mountain West schools. I mean, there's still solid football to be played out there. I know I'm leaving some people out. It's more of a general statement. But, uh, Brandon, what are you thinking there? Yeah. Um, I when it, when it comes to, you know, if, they, if that happens, if the Pac-12, you know, the, the Pac-2, Washington State and, and Oregon State do just decide, hey, we're just going to go to the Mountain West. Uh, I don't I don't see an issue, you know, too much of an issue there besides, you know, you, you're looking at a whole new not power. I guess, I guess you could throw it as a power five conference. I mean, you almost have to throw it as a power five conference. Um, but, you, but you're looking at if you're Washington State and Oregon State is, hey, we're going to be the dominant teams in this conference for a little bit of time till till these other schools can, can get up to get up to par with what we're trying with what we already have. Um, so, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at the success aspect, then, then yeah, I'd say you go for it. Yep. That's, uh, I'm, I have the same exact feelings. I'm yeah. make yourself irreplaceable type, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, let's move ahead guys um, to our <laughs> pick them update. Oh, wait, Dylan's got one more question. <laughs> Uh, if too. Colorado beats Oregon this weekend, are they a serious contender? Also, go Bucks. Appreciate the go Bucks, uh, Dylan. Um, and then we'll talk. We'll answer you, Seth. Uh, Dylan, if Colorado beats Oregon this weekend, I got to come out, dude. All bets are off. All bets are off at that point. That is a that is a college football playoff style win. That is yeah. something that everybody in the country will have to take serious. But let's take into consideration that they are 21-point underdogs in this game for a reason. Mm-hmm. But if they are to pull that upset, and I don't know how you two feel about it, you guys obviously chime in here, that's a game-changer type win for Colorado as a program, in my opinion. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on a potential upset like that? I, absolutely. I mean, it, like you said, it's it's a potential, you know, you know, changing 
the word I'm trying to think of. You literally just said it. Program changing. Yeah. Program changing uh, win for, for them because it, it shows that they can compete with even without their best player. That they can compete with those big with the bigger schools like I mean not say but the the more powerful more more better performing schools than Colorado. Caleb, same question. I mean, um, that's a that's a massive chink in the armor of a of established programs like like in Oregon. What are your thoughts on a potential upset there? I mean, massive. I mean, yeah, that would be crazy, and I think it would have you know big implications. You know, just like we said, you know, for them to you know, come in and year one under Dion and, you know, say knock mm-hmm. off an organ, you know, that would be big time for him and that program, but not to mention, especially just after the way they played last week, that would be big for them to come out this week and show, okay, you know, yeah, we struggled last week, but there's some resiliency there. And I mean, yeah. plus you look at it, the stat came out this week, that game ended at two thirty in the morning there yeah. You know, and it had like a record number of viewers, like one point, I think like 1.9 million viewers. So, so what is it going to do when these two teams play? And if say Colorado does pull the upset, you know, that just is going to skyrocket those numbers even more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great here's point. A, here's the thing with this though, is that if, if you're Colorado, you beat Oregon, you still have to beat us USC you still have to beat Washington. You still have to beat UCLA. And you're going to have to play one of those teams again in the Pac-12 championship just to get to the college football playoffs. Right. But, Brandon, think about this. Big row. They upset Oregon this week. Yeah. How massive is that game next week with, with USC? It's huge. That's a, that's a, that's a top-10 game potentially if they can beat Oregon. Yeah. I yeah. don't think they can do it personally. We're going to talk about games of the week and things like that next. Um, but – Holy hell, that would be huge. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to miss you here, Seth. Would it be easier for them to just join the Mountain West and dissolve the Pac-12 altogether? Well, uh, Seth, there's two teams left in the Pac-12 at this point, and they don't have a TV deal. So I think we've been kind of saying it that way, but we keep using the word Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, it would become probably a new conference name, if anything. Yeah. Um, but I think you're, I think you're right. It would be easier just to to join the mountain West at this point. But I think I'm guessing Washington state, Oregon is holding out for more money. If, is that what you guys are thinking? I'd imagine so. I mean, that I mean, that's gotta be, I don't, what else is there besides more money? I mean, at this point, and maybe a better con, maybe a better TV deal, I would assume. Yeah. So that's what I don't know if it's been mentioned. I saw something a few weeks ago uh, between, I think it was Oregon state and Washington state filed some type of paperwork against the Pac-12 commissioner saying, hey, you didn't do your job in trying to you know, keep this conference together. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be anything, you know, to come out of that in the future as things get figured out. You know, that could be something that could be yeah. interesting to watch as well. Yeah, good. No, thanks for bringing that up. That's a great point. Um, um, so let's, yeah, now that we've kind of covered the all those bases, let's jump over to pick them. Um, you might not be able to see it in the corner, but right now, uh, Caleb is leading us with 26. He's 26 and 11. Uh, Brandon is in second, 25 and 12. And somehow my numbers are messed up at 24 <laughs> and 13. I'm not positive what keeps happening every week while I keep missing all these questions. But um, 
Just great job, Caleb. Better. Great job, Brandon, so far. You guys have been good. Um, and if you go on to our college pick them on ESPN um, right now, Brandon, you are – we are tied for seventh. Caleb, you are tied for third in our college pick them on um, ESPN. And Ted Ertle is still leading. He's tied with Rad at uh, for first place. So shout out to everybody on our college pick them on ESPN. Appreciate you guys being on there. Um, obviously, don't forget the top three win merch. Um, guys, pick them. How are you guys feeling? You guys are unfortunately beating me right now. I don't love it. But Caleb, you're leading us. So uh, can you tell us what your secret is at the moment? You know, back on top, it, 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 it's a nice place to be here. But, I mean, <laughs> go with your gut. That, that's all I've got for you. I mean, it's there. It's not hard. I mean, you look at the matchups, really, you know, you can study them all you want, and I think that leads to more confusion. And so, you know, you got to go with that instincts and, you know, just pick the winner. Uh, Brandon, as first loser, any suggestions for us uh, to nah. make our picks a little bit better? No, nah, I mean – should have, should have, like like Caleb said, I went with my gut instinct on some of them, and I should have picked Mizzou, yeah, beat Kansas State, and I would have been set sailing instead. Um, yeah, and I, and I, you know, probably should have not picked Arizona State either. Um, I didn't realize yeah. Fresno State was that good. I really didn't. I, I they looked really good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah shut out a team like that, twenty nine nothing. Um, that won't surprise me. You know, before we move on, since you brought it up. <laughs> 61 yard field goal to win the game on yeah. this level is absolutely incredible. Insanity yeah. that kick. Shout out to what's the do you know his name? Missouri uh, kicker. Whatever uh, his name is, hell of a kick, dude. You that was awesome. You know they got uh, fined a hundred thousand dollars because they rushed the field too. Good. I bet it was worth every penny. That was a hell of a win <laughs> for them. Good for them. Um Okay, guys, let's uh, let's move on to our game of the week. Um, there is a lot of options this week. There, is, this is a incredibly stacked slate of games. Yeah, Brandon, real quick, kick Doug. Us off. What? Real quick, Doug. The guy you're talking about, Harrison Mevis, is the guy who hit that 61 yard field goal. Shout out, massive yeah. shout out. Stones on that guy for 61 yards. Impressive. It was a redemption uh, from last year. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Uh, thank you for dropping that in there, Caleb. Appreciate that. Um, let's look ahead. Massive slate of games. Massive, yeah. massive slate. I'm so pumped to have three TVs on this weekend. Uh, Brandon, what is your game of the week? I you're you're probably gonna like this. I think the the North North Dakota. I almost said North Dakota. Wow, Notre Dame and Ohio State um, yeah, it, game is really going important. to be something else. Um, Top ten matchup. Yeah, it, it, it really should be. And the playing at, at Notre Dame, too, um, we're really going to see two star-studded offensive powers um, mm -hmm. go at it. Because defensively, they're, I mean, they're right. when you got offensive offensive guys that, that can outscore anybody on the field at any point in time, what do you need the defense for? <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame versus Ohio State, number six versus number nine. If you go on the AP, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's just it's got it's just got big time game all over it. Um, Caleb, game of the week. What do you got? Yeah, that, that that's a good one to go with, and just to have some you know diversity with some of these big matchups we got. I'm going with the Colorado Oregon game. That yeah. that you know we just talked about that game could have big implications for Colorado. 
or, you know, Oregon could come in and, you know, really close the door and say, hey, you're not quite here yet. So, you know, we're still top of the, you know, Pac-12. So I think that game could be an interesting to watch. It's primetime CBS 230. So it's mm-hmm. going to be across the country. So all eyes are going to be on that game at 230. 3.30 Eastern, if you guys care. Yeah. <laughs> um, my game of the week, you guys both picked good ones. Um, if you saw on YouTube earlier this week, I did a little three-part um, series on these games of the week. Since you guys already established those good games, I'm going to go with um, Ole Miss versus Alabama. I think this is a very important game in the SEC. Two top 15 teams, um, a really good offense in Ole Miss um, versus uh, an Alabama team that squeaked by uh, South Florida last week. Um Caleb, you got a little more experience down south. Alabama's going to have to do a really good job of keeping Ole Miss off the scoreboard to make this – because that offense isn't good. The Bama offense isn't good yet. Milrow is a good athlete, but he doesn't play quarterback well yet. I'm sure eventually his athleticism will catch up to the rest of his game and he'll be able to do this. But right now, I'm not confident in him or the O-line and it's going to take a really strong rushing attack from Alabama and good defense to hold Ole Miss down. I think that game's got heavy implications going forward in the SEC. It's a important game. Um, what do you think, Caleb, about Ole Miss and Alabama this weekend? It's definitely, like we said, it's a big game. Oh, I guess we got a lost Brendan. Oh, he'll be back. We're good. Keep rolling. But, um, so, yeah, it's going to be a big game for sure, conference-wise. I mean, you see – Alabama struggling this year, really unlike we've seen before in the Mm -hmm. past, you know, they have a loss like they did against Texas. Well, they come out the next week and just obliterate whoever they play. That wasn't the case this week. They went down to South Florida, really struggled, played two different quarterbacks. You had Tyler Buckner get the start, the Notre Dame transfer, really struggle. They bring in Ty Simpson, another guy that struggled as well. They, like we said, they squeaked out of there with a win and, you know, Jackson Dart's been playing fantastic. You know, Kiffin has this Ole Miss team rolling. Uh, it's, it's an interesting matchup for sure. I think you got to look at the the offensive note or Ole Miss versus the defense of Alabama. And, you know, it's a lot of things. It takes a lot to want to bet against a, a saving coach team. But, you know, if this year is the year for – somebody to go in and do that. This is the year. No, that's great. Well said. Um, Brandon, we lost you there for a second. Welcome back. Um, yeah. My internet went out. It kicked out. Yeah. It looks like you're having a little bit of connectivity issue, but uh, glad to have you back in here. Um, guys, let's jump ahead to our uh, picks for this week. Um, you know, we still follow the um, ESPN college pick them for our games to pick this week uh guys um we'll get brandon's picks as he comes back uh caleb our first game to pick this week auburn versus texas a&m who you got yeah as we get started this week i noticed it was a heavy sec slate of games in the pick them this week um yeah when you look at this matchup you know really both teams have question marks as you know a&m came in you know a lot of optimism had that game against Miami where they did not look great. 
No. You know, Auburn's got a first-year head coach with Hugh Freeze coming back. You know, they've had their ups and downs. But in this game, I'm going to have to go with Texas A&M just because they've got the establishment. You know, Jimbo's there. they got new coordinator in Petrino. You know, Hugh Freeze is trying to start building back this program. And from what I've seen these first few weeks, sure, A&M struggled against uh, Miami. But I, I think they pulled one out here in this game. Okay. Brandon, Texas A&M versus Auburn, who you got? So I'm I'm gonna go the opposite, not because I would need to get a point back, but I <clears throat> I I don't think Texas A&M is is as good as we think they are. Um, I think Auburn's gonna come into this game at three three zero. They're they're gonna come in ready to go, being on the road um, as well. It's a big it's a big game for them as a program. Um, so they can if they can knock off somebody like Texas A&M, go to four zero. Um, it'll, it'll be a big it'll be a big change for their program. If they're able to get that to get that going. Yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm going to go with Texas A&M also. I think it's really it, this is this is put up or shut up time for the Texas A&M program. Um, this is let's get this Auburn win and let's start building something here. I, the Miami game was a letdown. We all know that um, it's time to put it together and start winning some of these games, you know, being more competitive in the SEC every season. And it starts now. Uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M to win this game. Um, next game, big game down in the ACC, Florida State versus Clemson. Brandon, who you got? So, yeah, this – I mean, Florida State's coming off probably one of their – one of the probably worst perform- – second half performance because they were winning like what's like 29 to 30 Yeah. Um, it was like 30, 30 to 3 at halftime or something like that too. Uh, I – it's just, this this is a tough one because I think Clemson can do I think Clemson can pull an upset here um, mm-hmm. and take down Florida State you know I think Boston College ex- possibly exposed some of the flaws of Florida State um, in how Clemson I mean Davos Smith is a, a guy that can pick apart teams like that if they get exposed so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Clemson on this one I think I think that you know they're playing in Clemson too at the play it's a tough place to to play yeah um, for sure so i think of the struggles last week that fsu had i think clemson could could take this one okay caleb what are your thoughts uh looks like brandon's picking clemson i like it yeah so you know this is a, an interesting game for sure you know i feel like the acc in a sense clemson's having an alabama similar type of season where they're struggling you know and they're not looking like the typical clemson team that you've seen year in and year out yeah florida state came out and struggled last week but, you know, if, if they're really going to maintain that number four ranking, I think that coaching staff is going to look at that film and work on getting that defense figured out. So in this one, I'm going to go Florida State. They're going to – I think you starting, you're starting to see maybe the decline of Clemson. Sure, if, if they win, prove me wrong. But as of right now, I'm going to take Florida State. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm with you on that, Caleb. I'm picking Florida State. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I viewed it as a more of a red flag than a full panic. You know, I would, I'm not going to break up with Florida state yet just over one red flag, but I, I feel like there was a little bit of let up, take your foot off the gas. And eh, this is Boston college type attitude more than Boston college is on our level type thing. Right. Uh, you know, in Boston college, just, they didn't have anything to lose when they're down 31 to 10. So they're just, you know, 
balls to the wall type situation. So I that, think Florida State's better than Clemson. That that's how I feel with Clemson though is they don't have they have nothing to lose right now. Okay, so they, I like I like that game, nothing to lose. If they yeah. if they win, they they should get popped back into the top twenty five. That's totally. If you beat the number four team, you should be yeah. in the top twenty. So yeah, I'm with you on that. But I'm gonna stick with Florida State. Um, I think Duke really showed a nice formula to beat Clemson, and I think mm-hmm. Florida State has the players, if not even better players than Duke does, to do that same thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go Florida State also. Uh, next game is number 22 UCLA versus number 11 Utah. This is like the dark. This is a dark horse type game of the week situation. I think they were probably the fourth best game of the week, in my opinion. Um, Caleb, who we got? UCLA or Utah? Yeah, when you look at this, this is a, a Utah team that's had success so far this season without their starting quarterback in Cam Rising. Right. You know. I think it's just a matter of time till they get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- I haven't looked in deep enough to see what the expectation is right now. He could be getting close. You know, this is a UCLA team that has a young quarterback at the helm. Um, and, you know, with this game being in Utah, I think I'm going to go with the Utes in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, at home, we, you know, we saw it week one. That's a crazy environment, you know, where they had Florida at home. So in this one, I've got to give it to Utah. In this one, they they hold that number eleven status and you know keep winning until they can get, you know, their guy Cam Rising back. Yeah, uh, Caleb, same thing, or Brandon, same thing. Um, who we got? Utah, UCLA. Yeah, I, it's got to be Utah from what everything I've heard that that Cam's going to be back this week because they went from a like four point five um, favorite to like a six and a half point favorite um, just today. So okay, from the buddy. sounds of it, it sounds like he's going to be back. He should play. He should be in the lineup for for this game against UCLA. Um, and then back to the like the, the thing they were talking about a while ago with Colorado is Utah is another team in the Pac-12 that they would have to play or beat yeah. to get to the college. It's ridiculous. It's it's crazy. And Utah gives everybody problems no matter what. Yeah. Like that's just they're just so good. Um, so you're going Utah also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to pick Utah. Um, and I got to say, I think I would probably pick Utah even if Cam Rising wasn't playing. Yeah. Um, I thought um, Nate Johnson, the backup quarterback, I thought he's played good football in his time um, playing. I know they've they've kind of gone with a little two-quarterback system while Cam Rising's been gone. I think that Nate Johnson kid is pretty electric in my opinion. Um, so, But with Cam Rising back, your offense opens up so much more. Mm-hmm. Like UCLA, young quarterback – it's just a tall task to beat Utah at home right now. Uh, So I think, yeah, we're all going Utah here. Um, Next game is uh, another game, just a high profile game. Ole Miss versus Alabama. Caleb, you live it, you breathe it. Tell us who wins this game. Yeah, this is a big game, especially when you talk about conference wise, I think, you know, you've looked at it all season long, and from what you see, it looks like right now both the East and West are wide open. Um, you know, just from all these years in the SEC watching it, playing it, you know, this is a close game. I think if anybody has – if any year is the year to do it, this year will be old for the year for Ole Miss to come into Tuscaloosa and do it. But I've learned I'm not going to pick against Nick Saban and yeah. a team that – they're really struggling backs against the wall. And I, I think after last week, Nick Saban's going to have this team fired up and say, guys, we're not going to come back home and lose another game in Tuscaloosa this season. So, yep. you know, give me Alabama in this one. 
Okay, Brandon, same thing. Yeah, yeah, you you kind of you kind of stole stole what I was going to say there at the end is that you, Alabama doesn't lose two straight games in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. so um, it, it's going to be a tough one. And again, from from the sounds, of it, it sounds like they had a little team meeting, hashed a lot of stuff out. Um, that was sounds like stuff was going on in the locker room. So hopefully they have that all hashed out and they'll be good to go. Um, I, I I could see this one turning ugly if if Alabama gets gets things rolling. Okay, um, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends. <laughs> Ole Miss, I got them getting this. I got them pulling the upset. This is the time right now to strike. If I'm Lane Kiffin and I'm Old Miss and I get the ball first, first play, mm-hmm. I'm Jackson Dart and I'm throwing it deep and I'm trying to put. A, I'm trying to send a message right away in this game. I'm testing Alabama's defense, and if I'm the Ole Miss, if I'm the Ole Miss defense and Alabama gets the ball first. I'm rushing four or five guys right off the bat. I'm sending, I'm sending the house at them. I'm gonna. I want Milro to be uncomfortable at all times. And we know the Alabama Ole Miss or the Alabama O line has some trouble. Put pressure on those guys right away to start the game. And I think that's a recipe to to pull the upset. And my, it's still an upset to beat Alabama. So I'm going Ole Miss to win this game. Um, next game, Kansas versus BYU. Two three and O teams, um, BYU coming off a good good win. Um, the Jayhawks themselves, uh, you know, got a good win also. Brandon, who we got? BYU or Kansas? Yeah, the, this one is this just should be a, a pretty a pretty solid game. Uh, yeah. Overall, I mean, it's it, two three and O teams that that are trying to define themselves and where they where they are as a college football program. Uh, Kansas being. You know, two years ago, probably one of the worst college. I mean, one of the worst Power Five schools outside of maybe Rutgers, um, in the in the nation, to, to turn things around that quickly and to, to be three and zero. And I'm going to go Kansas at home. Yep, uh, Caleb. Same question. Yeah, for sure. You know, this is an interesting matchup. You know, this is this is BYU's first season in the Big Twelve. Yeah. You know, they're they're have their first you know conference game. This week, they, you know, they got the win against us last week. You know, not – I don't want to discount their win. They, they got a win over SEC program. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure things out. But right. I, I think this is the real test for me to see just really yeah. is BYU underrated this year in terms of, you know, Big 12, first year in the conference. You know, we mentioned transfer portals. You know, they got a guy that has been experienced in the Pac-12 and other conferences in Slovis. But I'm going to go with Kansas in this one. But if BYU comes out and proves me wrong, maybe they can have some competition in the Big 12. Yeah, that's a well, that's well said. Because, yeah, yeah, in my opinion, this is your first Big 12 game. You come in and win this game, you put people on notice. So, yeah, no, this is a massive game for them. So I think this is a must-win situation for BYU. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. All right, go. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, must-win situation for BYU. Uh, but in my opinion, I think Kansas still gets it done and uh, wins the game. Uh, next game on the list for us, this is the Washington State versus Oregon State game. Another just badass game, man. They've got – it just – it doesn't stop this week. Um, I'm going to start. I'm taking Washington State. 
Cam Ward, I think, is phenomenal. I love the way he plays football. Uh, Oregon State, though, is uber talented. I, I, it's mm-hmm. a coin flip for me, but I'm going to go uh, with Washington State. Brandon, who you got? I'm I'm going to go Oregon State on this one. I think their run game is is going to be is tough. Um, I don't remember who I was watching them play the other day. It was two, I think it was two weeks ago. Um, but over, overall, they're a very fundamentally sound football team. Um, mm-hmm. Who who are gonna give? They'll give Washington State some troubles this week. So I'm gonna go Oregon State. Uh, Caleb, same thing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it all episode about these are the two remaining teams in the Pac-12. Well, here they are this week. You know, battling it out. Um, kind of following up what Brandon said. You know, I'm gonna go Oregon State in on this one. I really love Damian Martinez, the running back. He, he's mm-hmm. been playing incredible this season so far. Um, you know, and they, they've got DJ Uyungle, who, you know, is an experienced quarterback, played in the ACC with Clemson, you know, got a fresh start here at Oregon State. So um, give me Oregon State in this one. Yeah, no, I understand the pick. Um, DJ easy. and Martinez is a really nice combo in the backfield. But but it's hard to sling the ball like Cam Ward, guys. Yeah. It's hard to throw the ball that well. Um but I do understand the picks. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, my Ohio State Buckeyes at number six versus Notre Dame at number nine. Uh, Caleb, who are you picking in this one? Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup because you've got Ohio State, a team that's always good, always has talent. You know, you guys have struggled a little bit at, you know, to me in the quarterback position this year, not the strongest room, you know, mm-hmm. as in the past you've seen, you've had guys like Justin Fields, you know, C.J. Stroud, guys like that that have put up insane numbers going up against Notre Dame, a team that's usually really good and sometimes struggles in big games, have a really good quarterback. You know, we're three weeks in. He's already thrown for over 1,000 yards in the first three weeks of college football. Yeah. No sling the ball, 13 touchdowns. This is a big game for both schools for Notre Dame to come in and, you know, being an independent school to come out and beat one of these power five schools, you guys to come in and, you know, say, hold up, wait a minute. You know, we're still, you know, we're at number six, we're at number six for a reason, you know, with this game, um, I'm actually going to flip it here. I'm going to go Notre Dame in this one. Sam Hartman's been balling, you know, all season <laughs> and give me the Irish in this one. Okay. All right, Brandon. Yeah. What do we got? Yeah, I, I, I hate to I hate to disappoint you. Um, mutiny. This is mutiny. Mutiny foot. That that Notre Dame offense is is. I'm more worried about the running back than monster. I am. I'm more worried about the running back than Hartman. Yeah, their running back is really it, good. It's almost it's like a three headed monster Notre Dame has right now, um, with mm-hmm. the with the quarterback running back, and I think it's the one right one right receiver that they have too, um, who is who's good. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry to break your heart, but I have to go Notre Dame. <laughs> it's the home game for Notre Dame too. It's hard to, it's hard to win there. Not so fast, my friends, <laughs> Ohio state. I, I, I know Notre Dame is really good. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get Ohio it. State's good too. That's the thing. But I think top to bottom, they are, they're better than us at two positions. It's quarterback and it's running back. I think we're good enough everywhere else to make up for some of those deficiencies. I think McCord found himself a little bit last week against Western Kentucky. 
They let them air the ball out more. They let them actually throw the ball downfield. We've still got the best two receivers in the game right now. I think we've got enough to get it done. I think it's a close game. I'm going to go Ohio State 35, uh, Notre Dame 28. I think it's a touchdown-type game, very close. Uh, could even be closer than that, but it's going to be a really good game. I'm really excited to watch this game on uh, Saturday. I was really wrong about the Western Kentucky Ohio State game, by the way. Yeah, I don't really? know what you're going for there, but I'm glad you were. I wrong. didn't think it was going to be 63 to seven. It's your fault that game got out of control. <laughs> uh, next game is uh, Brandon, your Missouri Missouri Tigers versus the Memphis Tigers. Yeah. Uh, um, does anybody so they, have Memphis winning? Uh, hold on. So what? this is where I come in the predicament. So I picked against Mizzou last week. Yeah. And they won. Okay. I Do don't I think you're them again. I, I don't think you need to go against them this week as Memphis, Memphis. is 3-0, and but I think it's a different 3-0 and than Missouri's 3-0. and Fair enough. I I think we're all taking Missouri here. I yeah. think so. They should. Uh, so Luther Burton's homecoming. Um, at the Dome in St. Louis, the places if, if you haven't been there, haven't been there for a football game, it gets absolutely ruckus in there. If you get the right crowd, um, and this this Mizzou team is is exciting, they're fun to watch right now. Um, so that that the Dome is gonna be is will be will be rocking Saturday night, and it'll be a fun one because it's it's a Saturday night game in St. Louis. Yeah, Caleb, anything to add? You guys. Here's a question for you guys: the spread is six and a half for Missouri. Yeah. And Brady Cook is questionable. If he doesn't play, does that change your predictions? No, I'm going so. Missouri to cover. Even at, even if he's out, I'm I'm taking him to cover. Because even the, the the backup guy, like, I think he's the guy. He's a ah, oh, I want to say his name is Sam. Um, let me he's look. He's a baseball player too. He's the pitcher. The backup for Mizzou is. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Sam Horn. Sam Horn. Yeah, he's he's not a bad quarterback either. He's he you know he's he's come in when he needs to and he'll he'll throw the ball around. Serviceable so, for sure. I don't. I don't yeah, think even if even if he's out, Caleb, I'm I'm taking the over. I'm hammering it. I think they're I think they're just better. They're going to be more physical than Memphis. I think it's going to be a long night for the Memphis mm-hmm. Tigers. Um, next game for us. The um, UCF Knights versus Kansas State. Kansas State coming off that last-second loss to Missouri. Uh, Maybe some lingering uh, effects of a loss like that. Caleb, does UCF beat Kansas State this week? I I think Kansas State bounces back here with a win. UCF comes in undefeated. Uh, It's going to be an interesting game for sure. You know, like you said, that was a super close game between those two teams. You know, with it being back in Kansas State, you know, in the Little Apple, I, I think I'm going with Kansas State in this one. They're going to come back out and, you know, say, sure, we got beat last week, but, you know, we're still a top football team. Okay. Brandon, same question. Yeah, uh, yeah I might have to go um, Kansas State in this one. I think they're, they're just, they'll just be too much for – UCF is, is, is a solid program, but I think they'll, it'll, they'll end up being too much. Um, for them. Uh, side note, side note, the, our, our kid Austin is, is, uh, well, he's, he's starting, um, yeah, this Saturday against That's UCF. Awesome. 
Yeah. That's really cool. Good for him. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Give us an update on his numbers and everything. Cause I know you'll be paying attention to that. That's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, I'm going to take Kansas state also bounce back. Um, they got to be physical. They got to get out there and be physical with UCF um, set a tone. And, you know, I, I expect them to win this game a little more comfortably uh, mm -hmm. after last week's loss. Um, last game of the week. For us, pick them wise, easy. the number 17 North Carolina Tar Heels versus the Pitt Panthers. I don't think Pitt's very good. I'm taking North Carolina by a wide margin. Um, Brandon, what do you got there? Yeah, I, Pitt doesn't stand a chance. No. UNC all uh, the way. How much do you think they North Carolina wins by? 18. Caleb, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going Drake May in North Carolina. You know, he's just so good this season so far. You know, he's, you know, maybe not or struggled a little bit in, you know, numbers-wise, you know, but this team is still undefeated. He's yeah. still a great quarterback. Um, give me North Carolina in this one. Yeah, I've got North Carolina. Like I said, wide margin, wide, wide margin. Um, all right, guys, that's everything for our picks. Um, Caleb? Brandon, you guys got anything uh, else before we we get out of here tonight? Uh, you know, um, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Caleb. You're fine. You can go first. I was going to say, just you know, it's could be an interesting game. Don't sleep on the Arkansas LSU game. It's yeah. always a good game between the two teams. No bat. No matter each team struggles, it seems when these two teams come together and clash, it's always a big, great mm -hmm. game. So Death Valley at night. We went down there two years ago, got the win in overtime. Um, I'm hoping this is a bounce back win for us. This is a typical thing as an Arkansas fan. We lose a game. We're not supposed to Yeah. last week. Watch us come out this week, get some things figured out and, you know, really test LSU and, you know, hopefully come out with a win here. Okay. Yep. Brandon, yeah. what do you got before we got out yeah. here? You know, to talk about Arkansas. So they get that, that the ESPN SEC, you know, night game special this week. Um, so it's, that's always a fun one. Um, no, I, I think this this week of college football outside of of possibly the college football playoffs is going to be the most exciting week of, of football we might see this whole the rest of the season. Yeah, um, there's so there's so many great matchups right away. Even even if you're looking at like like the Memphis Mizzou game, like it might not be top of the radar, but it's still two three and O teams going against each other. Um, you, you know, Oregon State, Washington State, the same thing. They may not be those big powerhouse teams that, that we constantly think about or look at, uh, but but that this schedule that that's been put together is is something something else. Um, great point, guys. Great job tonight, um, everybody. Go over, check out Variety Sports Network on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram. We are all over the place. We are hammering content out every day of the week. There is always something for you guys to listen to. Mm -hmm. Uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, the follow button. We all follow back. We're, we're trying to build something here. We appreciate all the support. Um, we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep making this better. Um, Brandon, shout out for all your hard work, man, working on the, all these shows and doing a great job. Reward that hard work with a subscription. Um, and uh, guys, uh, we will see you next week to recap a fantastic uh, week of college football. Um, see you guys next week. Don't forget to check out home field. It's pretty cool stuff. Home field, 15% off.
all caps, Variety Sports. Hey, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notifications so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.